What Else with Corey Mann on the Studio DNA Podcast Network. One-on-one conversations with some of your favorite artists. Find this podcast on iTunes, Spotify, and Spreaker.com. What Else with Corey Mann on the Studio DNA Podcast Network. Welcome, everybody, to episode 42 of Disney Plus Reviews. I'm Phil Souza, and I'm here with my good friend, Grant, not Phil, Youngsma. How's it going, Grant? Wonderful. Just, I'm so glad I don't live in a cage. <laughs> yeah, we're free. Fr- free human beings, free animals. We can roam in the forest. <laughs> like we do every day. Uh, so when we're not recording, Grant and I just wander around the forest day after day. And hour, paint. Hour after <laughs> paint with mud. <laughs> uh, if you couldn't tell, we were talking about um, the uh, Disney Plus original, the one and only Ivan. I'm sure that's in the title of the episode somewhere. So you'll know that we're talking about that even before you click on it. Um, we are a, uh, an unofficial Disney plus podcast reviewing the most popular stuff on Disney plus. And it's always fun, I think, to get to review original content like we're doing this week. Uh, and next week, uh, I should mention, uh, we'll talk about, uh, Mulan maybe towards the end of the episode, but, um, yeah, this week and next week talking about original content for once. So, um, I'm pretty excited about that. Uh, this week we're talking about the, the one and only Ivan. We're a little late to this party. It came out, uh, I guess as we record this, yeah, a week and a half ago. Um, but, uh, by now, um, it's, you know, I I would say it's probable that you've either watched it or decided by now you're never going to watch this thing. So, uh, we are going to spoil the movie when we get there and we got, uh, one topic to talk about before we get to the movie, but when we do get to the movie, just know that we are going to spoil the movie. It's a brand new movie that came out. Um, and so some people might be sensitive to that. Uh, you can always hit pause when we get to talking about the movie. We're going to do a topic before that. Uh, when we get to the movie, you can decide just to come back to it. Um, we'll be right here waiting for you uh, when you get a chance to watch the movie or if you don't care and just want to listen to our conversation on it um, before watching it or before never watching it, um, then obviously just continue on when we get to that. So, But before we talk about the movie, I want to talk about... Um, one one of the biggest stories, not just of the week, but I would I would even argue of the year as far as like entertainment news, especially losses in the entertainment world, is the passing of Chadwick Boseman. Mm-hmm. Um, this uh, hit me. I I heard I, I don't follow the news every day, so I it hit me like three days after it actually happened. So it wasn't as like hard hitting as like if you were catching it in the moment, but it still hit me really hard. Like yeah. um, this guy. If you don't know, recognize him just by his name, uh, he basically, I mean, he's known for a lot of things. He was in 40, uh, played Jackie Robinson in 42. He's um, played in uh, Defy Bloods, which is a movie that came out earlier this year, and some other um, really prominent roles. But I think for the most part, most people know him as T'Challa. He was yeah. Black Panther. And that's a, a great loss, um, not just to the Marvel, you know, MCU's cinematic universe for Marvel, but also just. Uh, just for cinema in general and, and especially superhero movies in general. So, 
Um, how did you hear about the news? How did it hit you? Like what, what was, uh, this is obviously a huge tragic loss for, for the world. Um, to be honest, but well, how I first heard about it was I was just scrolling through Facebook and it popped up on my newsfeed. This was Friday night and I saw it then and, but you can't always, uh, trust everything you read on Facebook. So I instantly Googled his name. And then when I saw it, I think like CNN or somebody had already posted an article. I was like, okay, this is legitimate. Yeah. And um, then I was also watching baseball that night. And since he did play Jackie Robinson, it was actually Jackie Robinson weekend. The last, this past weekend. Whoa. So it's kind of ironic that... uh, the guy who played Jackie Robinson died on the weekend that they were celebrating wow. Jackie Robinson. That's crazy. So, um, this one was a big shocker to me. Um, I don't think it hit me quite as hard as when Kobe Bryant passed away sure. earlier this year. Oh yeah, year that's another big one. Yeah. Because, I mean, I love Black Panther. We've talked about this before. If we did a top 10 Marvel, Black Panther would be in that. But like Kobe Bryant was like, one of my all-time favorite stars growing up. So that hit me really hard because I've always been a Kobe Bryant fan. Yeah. But, I mean, I could see for, I mean, a ton of kids that are growing up currently how this guy is kind of like an icon slash role model to these kids. I could see that it hit a lot of people really hard. Yeah. Yeah, and and we're two white dudes talking about you know one of the the greatest African American actors of the last five years. Yeah, uh, and he's been in I'm sure movies for much longer than that even. But like he's had a real impact I think for the black community over the last several years, not just with Black Panther but all his other roles too. And um, so what an incredible loss for them. I I uh, I'm sure there was. Um, for a lot of people, tears, you know, a morning, uh, I, I've kind of watched the Twitter fallout of, of people like paying their respects online, Robert Downey Jr., a bunch of the people yeah. he acted with, but also like just people that like, like you said, role model type relationships where like kids are like, you know, man, this guy was like, I wanted to be him and you know, I still want to be him even after his passing. I still want mm-hmm. to be him. And like, he means a lot to me and really inspires me as a, as a young kid or a young actor. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, you hate to, I mean, he was 43 years old, which is so, that's like unbelievable. He's, he he died at an age that's only three years beyond my age. I'm, I'm actually 41 here next here in another month. So he's only a couple years older than me. I can't imagine my life being cut short at that stage, you know, in your forties, like especially in 2020. And I mean, like Kobe was 42. Yeah. Oh, so they were about the same age. It's just like, I mean. For the African-American community, it's crazy. Yeah, they've had a, two huge losses. I mean, and more. Yeah. But to, to those two alone would be crushing. Um, but yeah, the uh, and this wasn't like, to make it even worse, it wasn't like anything this guy could even control. Yeah. Like, it, it's not like he was hopped up on drugs. He didn't OD. He didn't, mm-hmm. like, you see all these other ones just like, okay, you know, those are tragic losses. But at the same time, like, they took their own life or they, you know, abused you know, a substance they shouldn't be abusing and that kind of thing. This was just like, he was just like salt of the earth guy from what I can tell. And, um, he had, he just had lost a four year battle with cancer. Didn't tell anyone about it and just, and just died. I mean, like I, it was such a shock to the world because 
like, you know, Kobe was a shock because it was very sudden. I mean, like mm-hmm. nobody saw that crash coming. And in the same way, this was very sudden. Like he didn't tell yeah. anyone except for maybe his closest of family members that he was even fighting colon, con- colon cancer. And like, think about the timing of it. He was shooting Black Panther and other movies, De- Defy Bloods and other movies and stuff like that, including a movie that's yet to be released. There's actually a movie that's going to be um, released posthumously, posthumously after his death. He's shot all those movies with stage three and stage four colon cancer, mm-hmm. which is blows my mind. Yeah. And like whenever he would shoot films for like Black Panther, I mean, he's got to be in some pain. Oh, if yeah. not incredible pain. Yeah. So for shooting these scenes, it makes it even more impressive. I don't know how he did it. But I mean, it's kind of one of those things where where does the Marvel Cinematic Universe turn now? Yeah. Because um, Black Panther was definitely part of that next Avengers plan. Yeah, they, they were already, they like last year even, like in 2019, yeah. they already announced uh, Black Panther 2. Yeah. They've not started filming it yet. Um, at this point, you kind of wonder, can they even start film, filming it without him, yeah. without Chadwick? I mean, he obviously is not just the titular character of Black Panther 2, whatever that movie is going to be called. But um, also, the, I mean, I would say probably any of the cast members, and they probably said this on Twitter, I just haven't read it, but like any of the cast members would consider him to be, to be the lifeblood of that entire oh, franchise. Yeah. So, Definitely. like, I, I don't know... I don't know if you even can go on with Black yeah. Panther at this point. Like to recast, you know, to put someone else in the T'Challa role seems to be insensitive, really, to me. If anything, so I don't know. I I think that probably that whole thing is just on hold. Like, either we'll never have a, another Black Panther ever in the MCU, which yeah. honestly, my I would probably be fine with, like just to pay respects to the family alone. Um, or if we have if we recast it, it's it's someone that we don't call T'Challa. Like it's some other like you know, picking up the mantle yeah. in Wakanda type of thing. Um, but obviously I, I think it's way too pre- premature to even like try to discuss like what is next for black Panther. Like mm-hmm. it's, they were shooting for a May 20, 2022 release yeah. that there's no way they hit that. Like they may not, again, they may not release a movie ever. And if they do, it's not going to come out in two years. No. So, um, yeah, what a, what a loss. Um, he, I, I did enjoy, um, at, at the very least knowing that he, at the time of his passing, he was surrounded by friends and family that it was a, um, you know, um, ushering into the afterlife kind of experience for him. So, um, you know, at least he had that, but, um, I cannot, you know, people, the, the one comment comment I see other than like rest in peace or rest in power uh, over and over again is, um, you know, taken too soon, like too early to, yeah. um, you know, before his time. So you think about all the, the, the other, you know, releases of art that, that, that he could have given us had he lived long enough mm-hmm. to do it. And it's just, it's very depressing. So 2020 dude sucks. Yeah. It sucks big time <laughs> in a lot of different ways. I mean, you think, well, at least we have Disney plus, but Disney plus came out in 2019. Yeah. So 2020 yeah. sucks. Yeah. Big time. So Chadwick Bozeman, if you can hear us, uh, we love you. Thank you for everything that you gave us. Um, and, uh, rest in peace, man. Um, so, Wakanda forever. Um, Wakanda forever. That's that's a perfect way to end that. Thank you. 
Um, so we're going to go uh, transition out of that into uh, the one and only Ivan. Um, uh, I just finally got a chance to watch it last night. Yep. Um, I think you just watched it yesterday yep. as well. So it'll be pretty fresh in our minds. Uh, again, last chance. Spoiler, we're entering spoiler territory. We're just going to blow the whole movie as far as... Um, and you definitely don't want to be spoiled on this one. <laughs> let's let's start there. Let, okay, so um, so yeah, you've been warned. Uh, you know, we're, we're getting into spoilers. Um, uh, what What is your take on this movie just in general? Like, um, this is a movie for kids, right? Yep. Okay, so it's it, it's two two adult adult guys talking about a kids movie. Yeah. So I think we need to be just honest and kind of put that out on the table uh, at the very beginning. But and I didn't watch this with children. I didn't get to see the reaction. Whatever. What What do you think? What, what would you guess is a child's like an eight year old or a ten year old's reaction to this movie? And then what is your reaction overall? Like what what kind of How'd you come away? You don't have to give it a score. I'm just saying, like, how'd you come away from after watching this movie? If I was an elementary kid, I probably would have watched half hour, 45 minutes, and be done with it. Wow. Because, okay. I mean, the transitions, it just takes forever yeah. to get going. And, I mean, once it does get going, it's entertaining. But, I mean, I wouldn't say it's quite the type of movie... That would be on HMP, Horrible Movie Podcast, sure. for those of you that don't know. <laughs> um, but I wouldn't say it's Oscar material either. Yeah. Um, but for the most part, I enjoyed it. So probably somewhere, if you gave it, if you're on a five-star rating, um, we've talked about this, probably somewhere like three, 3.5, something like that. Yeah. Yeah, I, I feel like I came away with the, about the same as you. Um, I may have liked it a little bit more than you, but not not a whole lot yeah. more. Um, I, I kind of fall in that three to three three point five range out of five. It's two point five seems a little too low for me, just because I feel like if you're in the two range, you're kind of like, okay, there were parts of this movie I just legitimately did not like, mm-hmm. and I I don't I wouldn't point to any one scene and be like, oh, that was stupid or that was ill written or ill acted or anything like that. There's not anything like that. But if you're coming to this movie expecting to be like blown away by like, you know, a unique story or or acting or or something in particular that's just really gonna like break the mold, that's not this movie. It's 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 pretty by the numbers as far as kids movie, especially kids animal yeah. movies go. Um, that's that said, I do I did think there there were a couple scenes just kind of sprinkled interspersed in between a lot of really slow, slow moving stuff that I, I was inspired by. And mm-hmm. I, I think the, the overall message of the movie, which we'll get into here shortly was um, I think certainly not unique, like not the t- first time I've seen this, but it seems very timely with like, I mean, we'll, we'll talk about tiger King later, but like, like with just like the mood of the world right now, I think mm-hmm. it fits and I think it gets kids to think about some things that maybe they wouldn't normally think of. So yeah. I, I think it has some benefits while not being overall like a super entertaining movie um, to watch. Now, you know, kids may may watch this movie and absolutely love it from bookend to bookend. But mm-hmm. uh, I'm kind of with you. I don't I don't know that I buy that. Like I I think I think there are a lot of times to be bored. <laughs> yeah, watching this one. And like honestly, if we weren't covering this on the podcast. I might be in the category where, eh, I'm okay. I I think I'll just pass on. Don't this watch one. it. Yeah, and because like, I mean, one only Ivan comes out 
two weeks before Mulan, which I know that might not be a kid-friendly movie for like younger kids. Yeah. But um, I'd say I'm definitely a lot more excited for Mulan than this coming than the one and only Ivan. Yeah. I, that's actually a good point. Um, I'll kind of spin off of what you were saying there, but like, um, as far as like movies that are geared towards this audience, this kind of is it. I mean, we mm-hmm. had earlier this year, we had, um, uh, Artemis Fowl. Yeah. Artemis Fowls is a good one. I, I was trying to think of the Pixar one onward like, onward. Um, so there's been like a few, like as far as original stuff, not like, you know, reruns of stuff that you've seen before. Um, you know, this is, we're entering space where we kind of needed another one of these mm-hmm. Artemis Fowl, I guess kind of being the last one that we got. And so I think it's, it's, it's very timely for like, if you're trying to reach that, that kind of audience, but I, I think you're right. I, I don't think the intended audience was really us. And I, I'm, I'm thinking the same thing as you, as far as, had it not been for the podcast, because I, I do want us to review new content as it yeah. comes out. For the most part, we're going to try to review the stuff that that is big that's coming to the service. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I probably would have skipped this one as well yeah. um, and not watched it. Th- I think that would have been different had I if I had a, a child that was the right age. So I ha- I do have one child, but she's four. Yeah, <laughs> and like wa- watching this movie, like I'm really glad I didn't watch it with her. Um, she's not really a fan of anything in live action, uh, even though this is a lot of animation. It's not the kind of animation she digs. She likes actually like drawn animation. Mm -hmm. Um, and so she wouldn't have enjoyed watching it anyways, but there's some like really like hard things to watch in this movie. Um, so I would say if you're listening to this and you're wondering like, Hey, you know, should, should my child see this? You know, every parent is different. Every, uh, parenting is different, but I would say probably most kids under the age of six are probably not going to be like into this movie, but like around six or seven, to like maybe the highest point, like maybe 14 or 15 is kind of the range. And then I think once you get past 15, I think a lot of kids probably aren't going to be interested in it. I would agree with that. I mean, it's just one of those movies where, and of course your kid probably needs to love animals too. (laughs) If you're not a fan of animals, you're not going to enjoy this movie. Yeah. Or talking animals. Yeah. Um, So one of the things that, that actually got me really intrigued by the movie before we saw it was the cast. Oh yeah. There's a pretty big cast in this movie. Um, then now granted other than Brian Cranston, you don't see any of them on Mm -hmm. screen, but they're voicing most of the cast are animals and voiced animals. Um, in fact, the humans don't, have a lot of speaking scenes like they're probably make up about 30 or 40 percent of the movie yeah the, i mean the majority is probably three main humans yeah, in yeah. this movie one of them played by brian cranston so he's kind of your main you know human character to kind of latch on to uh angelina jolie plays uh, an elephant named stella who surprisingly is not in the movie very much i know I, I when i saw her first billing i was just like oh she's gonna kind of carry this movie she she that her character literally disappears dies like halfway through the movie um and she's gone and she wasn't in it a whole lot even before then uh sam rockwell obviously being the main um guy he plays ivan and he sounds he's it's sam rockwell doing sam rockwell um and then uh danny devito is bob uh the dog probably my favorite character of the he's movie. he's really good he's He's very typical fair for Danny DeVito fans, but uh, super funny. I, I really enjoyed his character. Yeah. Um, Helen Mirren is a relatively small role as Snickers, the poodle. Um, those are the, the main ones that kind of stuck out to me. There's, plays the rabbit. Uh, what's the rabbit's name? Murphy. Murphy, 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 Murphy. 
I don't see Murphy on here. Is Frankie on there? Frank. Yes, Frankie is Mike White. I'm not familiar with him. Hmm. I didn't recognize a lot of the other actors um, that were in this. Um, Ruby is played by Brooklyn Prince, which I, I don't know what she's been in. Um, the actual human human girl in this movie, who is Julia, she's kind of kind of becomes like the friend to Ivan, uh, is Ariana Greenblatt. But I, I wasn't. I don't. I don't know that I'd seen her in anything either. Hmm. Um, and she does a a passable yeah. um, performance. It's it's not like good enough for a teenager. Yeah. Not going to blow you away, but it's she does a pretty good job. Uh, Brian Cranston is phenomenal in everything that he's in. So like, um, it's not like if you if you love Brian Cranston and other things, this is just more Brian Cranston. But he is always good, like all the time, and he was absolutely phenomenal in this role. So very different role for Brian Cranston, though. Um, kind of being the circus um, trainer, you know, head of the circus kind of guy. Yeah. Um, interesting setting for this movie it's it's a it is a circus but it's a circus that's in a mall yeah I, have you ever been to a mall that has a circus in it no <laughs> this is based on a true story yeah. I, I mean as far as as much as a, a true story that like a tale of, about animals and what animals you're want telling to me be. a silverback can talk phil <laughs> Yeah, I, I got a kick out of that when at, both at the beginning of the movie and at the end it says, oh, this is based on a true story. I'm just like, uh, are we talking about animals still? Because I'm not sure that you can base animal like wants and desires on, on a based on a true story for a movie. But anyway, I, I digress. Um, that uh, the, the setting of it I thought was very interesting. Um, this is where it did start to remind me of Tiger King a little bit. I know you haven't seen Tiger King. A lot of our listeners probably have. Um, great documentary series on Netflix came out earlier this year. Perfect time with like COVID and everything. Everyone was watching it. Um, Tiger King, the, the basis of that is basically about this guy. There's several people involved, but the, the name Tiger King is about this dude that, that owns this private zoo. Mm-hmm. And he like, I mean, it's pretty clear he's like abusing the animals and his big thing is, is, um, baby animals. So like when they brought Ruby out, I was like, I immediately thought of Tiger King. Um, so it's about like exploiting for lack of a better term. I mean, Tiger King, it's really bad exploiting baby animals in particular, but just animals of all ages, uh, to, to humans for profit, like, like making them making money off of like exploitation and caging of these animals. Um, and it gets really crazy. We won't go into all of that on this podcast, but, um, there were, there were moments of Tiger King for me watching this because at its core, the movie is about basically captivity and turning a profit off of animals that can't help themselves. Like they, yeah. they have no, no ability to free themselves. And of course the, the whole point of this movie is to show how these movies actually did get free. But, um, yeah, I guess it's based on a true story that happened in the sixties to, I guess nineties six. The the gorilla was born in nineteen sixty two. It was in like Washington, right? Yeah, Seattle, something like that. Yeah, and I guess they had like like an actual. They had pictures of it, like an actual yeah. mall that was. It might have been called the Big Top Mall, but an actual mall that they had animals and they. Um, I don't think the animals ever escaped like on in this actual like real life story in the nineties, but they did like the people in the town, like rallied Protested and yeah. So and that, then they that part ended up in Atlanta, I think, or at least Ivan did. Yeah. Yeah. And they said like, he 
was free to roam in like acres of land or whatever, yeah. which I have some opinions on that. We'll get to that uh, towards the end of the movie, but any other review, but um, yeah, so it is loose, very loosely based on yeah. some real life events. So um, we talked about Bob. Um, wh- who are some of the characters that kind of s- stuck out to you? Um, Obviously Ivan, but I enjoyed uh, the rabbit named Murphy. Yeah. Riding around in his little fire truck and really the only reason i enjoyed murphy was the one scene where they escape and his fire truck gets destroyed (laughs) yeah that was great i mean pretty much the whole movie he's riding around in this little fire truck and uh his fire truck gets destroyed so that was kind of the humorous part for me um played by uh i had to look it up ron Funches, I want to say, is F U N C H E S. Yeah, Funches. 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 Um, uh, yeah, uh, I don't think he's been in Blackish, um, Transparent, The Beat Goes On, a bunch of stuff I haven't seen. Uh, he, he was in Trolls. He played Cooper in Trolls. <laughs> uh, and he's done some other voice acting kind of stuff. But yeah, um, other than that, um, I enjoyed Bob. Ivan's good. Um, I was kind of shocked that, like you talked about, that Angelina Jolie as Stella really didn't last that long. Yeah, I thought she was going to be a big character in this. Yeah. In fact, I guess I read it wrong. I thought, when I read briefly the premise of the movie before seeing it, I was thinking that Stella was the elephant that he escapes with. Okay. Um the whole like the whole first 30 minutes of the movie is like oh he's that's stella he's gonna escape with stella mm-hmm. and then 30 minutes in the movie she dies <laughs> i was just like okay so what what elephant are we talking about we'd already been introduced to ruby at that point so i kind of figured it out but which ruby's a cutie yeah she's really adorable can we talk about the animation in sure. this in this movie holy crap i we so are you familiar with the term uncanny valley? Mm-hmm. We we've passed the uncanny valley and we have crested the next mountain and we are not yeah. looking back, man. The the animation on this movie, this is the thing I'll probably be the most glowing about. Those animals look freaking real. Oh yeah. I mean, they Disney way to go. Yeah. Um, I guess it's more lion King, right? Like it's yeah. Lion King jungle, jungle book. book. Yeah. So I but, mean, I don't know. Like this movie seemed to even ratchet that up though. Like yeah. I, I was really impressed by Lion King. I thought those animals looked, you know, just picture perfect. Mm-hmm. Um, and th- these ones, the, the mannerisms, the, you know, how they would act around humans versus how they would react, react when the humans weren't around would change. They, they put so much thought into the, how the animals act around each other. Not even, how real their skin looks. I mean, like past all that, all the obvious stuff, the way that they animated them to behave in the yeah. movie blew me away. Um, it looks, it looks really, really real. If I was a kid, I would, you know, if I didn't know better, I would as a kid watch this movie and say, that's a real animal. Mm-hmm. So, Oh yeah, definitely. Like I would, I would say, mommy, how did they get those animals to, <laughs> to act the, the scene out? So, and, and talk. <laughs> as well so yeah it looks it looks that real so and how'd they get that dog to talk like danny devito yeah he sounds just like devito but the kids probably don't even know who danny devito is he's too old for for them to know who he is he's Uh, the old guy from jumanji oh that (laughs) guy yeah exactly 
So, um, yeah, I was, I, it, the movie's very believable oh, just yeah. from a visual standpoint. Like it's, you, you believe just because of the treatment of the animation, you believe that what you're seeing is actually happening in mm-hmm. real life. So, um, I thought that was great. I really loved my, probably some of my favorite scenes were the scenes between Julia and Ivan. Um, I really liked yeah. their relationship. Um, it was really touching to see this girl who dreams of, who already is an artist, but dreams of being this fantastic artist has this thing in common with this, this, uh, ape. Like, I mean, you would think there's a gorilla and, and a girl of nine or whatever old she is would have zero in common, but they share this love for art and they both like, like to draw with crayons and finger paints and stuff like that. And I, I love how they have these intimate moments through glass. There's a glass separating them, but they, they almost kind of grow up together and have a lot of conversations, even though it's one-sided conversations. I just really liked those little set pieces between the two of them. Yeah. I mean, she uh, definitely plays a major role in it, or I'm not really sure. I mean, she probably didn't play as big of a role in real life, but in the movie, she was a big advocate of Ivan truly expressing his feelings. Yeah. Yeah. She, yeah, she really becomes the reason that he is even able to, to leave the circus at the very end of the movie that, that by the way, that I talked a little bit about surprises. Stella was one of them. The other surprise for me in this movie is I really thought this was going to be like from the beginning of the movie all the way to the end about this great escape. Like, like how are they going to plan this escape? And they're going to like leave the zoo and not look back. There is an escape in this movie, but it's only like five minutes of the movie. And then they go right back to the zoo after that. I was not expecting that at all. Like the kind of movie I thought we were going to get is not at all the movie that we got. (laughs) Cause at the very end when they do finally leave the zoo, it's not because they escaped. It's because the humans like rally and picket and protest and all that. So yeah, it's very, 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 I I feel like the synopsis like sold me on like, Oh, this is going to be about how they get their freedom. And and it it kind of insinuated. Yeah. So if you're looking for like homeward bound or something (laughs) like that, this is not your movie. Yeah. No, the, I mean, you talk, you want to talk about like the construction of sets, like to pull this movie off. The entire movie takes place on, in that mall. Yeah. <laughs> like they, Except for the escape. There's one scene where they're across the street from the mall. <laughs> that's yeah. as far as they get. And that's it. Um, the literally the entire movie takes place mostly in those cages, which again, I think speaks to the monotony of the movie a little bit. There isn't any variety in it's, it's they're either in the circus ring or they're in the cages for like night. That's I just described 95% of the movie. Yeah. And I, I did find myself, Learn, uh, yearning and longing for something more in the same way that the a- animals were lear- yearning to get out to the forest. I was like, please let them go out to the forest just so we can see a change of scenery. <laughs> just for one moment. <laughs> and then they delivered at the end when Ivan's in his new <laughs> environment. Um, and then the end. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, basically, I mean, we'll, we're not going to go beat by beat on this movie, but like, they, um, it kind of starts out and the, the animals are honestly like really happy at the yeah, beginning of the movie. Definitely. I, I thought, um, mm-hmm. which I was when it, t- in the second act, when it kind of takes a turn for like, Hey, we got to get out of here. I was a little confused by that because the anim- animals were like really, really happy to be in yeah. the circus and in like 
safety. There's there's a line towards the end of the movie that I think it's I think it's Bob that is talking about it. Actually, I'm almost positive it's Bob, but he talks about. Um, let me see if I can find it, but I'll, I'll I'll paraphrase it and see if I can find it. But he basically says, um, "What would you rather choose? Would you rather have like safety, but know that you're 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 safe in inside inside of capti- captivity, but you are putting on a show for humans every day?" and don't basically don't have any freedom or would you rather have freedom, but then know that you're not in any way safe. Like you could be killed at any time by a hunter or, or by another animal. Mm-hmm. And I th- I feel like, did you feel like that's kind of the, the, the kind of the premise for like yeah. the, the conflict in the, in the movie? Mm-hmm. Cause there isn't really a, a bad guy. No. Did you ever see Mac as a bad guy? No. Um, there is that one scene where he's kind of like overworking Ruby. Yes. But I mean, Really, if there is a bad guy, it's probably the poachers that killed Ivan's dad. Yeah, yeah. That those were the the flashback scenes. Honestly, were some of my favorite scenes. Yeah. Again, again, because it was a change of scenery, mm-hmm. but also because you got to learn more about Ivan. Uh, you know, I made the joke of you know not Phil, you know Grant, not Phil, mm-hmm. whatever. He has this uh, like gorilla doll that the, he calls not Tag. Yeah, and and that's not explained on purpose in the mm-hmm. first thirty minutes. And then in one of the flashbacks, he he tells a story. He's ta- Ruby loves to t- listen to stories, which I have a four year old, so I've, I was like, "Yep, I get that." She loves to listen to <laughs> stories, too. Um, so, but yeah, one of the stories is the real story of him as a small baby gorilla out in the wild where he was born, and he had a, a sister, you know, gorilla that would play with him and play tag. They, she always wanted to play tag. They called him Mud because he always wanted to paint with mud, and and how that becomes a touching thing for him later because you realize that this doll, he named this doll not tag because it will never be the family that he still yeah. longs for. So yeah, that, that was one of the scenes I was referring to earlier about like, I'm glad my four year old didn't see, see this movie because yeah. even though you don't watch his family get gunned down, it's pretty clear what's going on. Oh yeah. Um, <laughs> Ivan's all alone in the tree and you hear gunshots and yeah, his family's not around anymore. So at least they didn't make it seem like Mac was the one that gunned down Ivan's family. That yeah. could <laughs> that could have took a turn for the worse. Yes, because I was just like, <laughs> and then they were just like, "Oh, it was poachers," and I was like, "Okay, that that makes it a little bit better." Yeah. So the question of is Mac the bad guy? I I agree with you. I don't think Mac is the bad guy. There's there is that one scene where he is kind of turning to a bad guy because but it's out of desperation really yeah. like his the circus is out of money he's obviously losing money yeah i mean he, he barely can feed the animals and everyone's had that day at work or in your family home life or whatever where you just you're not your true self mm-hmm. and I, like I, I think max true self is he as you see at the end of the movie he lo- he loves ivan like yeah that, he, ivan's almost like a child to him um, like one of his own sons mm-hmm. and maybe the son he never had. They, they don't ever tell you if Mac even had any actual children. It's presumed that he does. He doesn't. So I, I truly believe he loves the animals that he's, t- that he's showing. He's making money off of them, yeah. but he loves them. And there is, it's ha- the line happens more than once in the movie. I, th- I know it happens at least twice where they talk about not all humans are bad. Mm-hmm. And I think, the movie is trying to say, yes, there are bad humans, the poachers, you know, being the worst. Uh, 
And then there are humans that are not bad that are like legitimately trying to take care of us. Yeah. And I, I think that even though they never say it, I think they are firmly putting Mac in that oh, yeah, category. Definitely. Cause so, I mean, they do the flashback scenes of how he brought Ivan into his own home yeah. and it even, I mean, they don't come out and say it, but it even ruined his marriage to his wife. Yeah, that's right. So, I mean, he truly does love Ivan. And I think he truly does love all the animals that um, were in his circus. Yeah, even when he's being hard on Ruby and like really getting on her for not putting her feet up on the platform and stuff like that, he is... A, doing it because he also loves the humans around him and he, ha- mm-hmm. he wants to provide for them, get, make sure that they're well-fed and, yeah. and getting their salaries and all that kind of stuff. But also because he loves the circus and he loves taking care of these animals so much and he sees Ruby almost as an obstacle to that. Like he's, mm-hmm. if we don't pull this off, there won't be a crowd and the circus is over. Yeah. So yeah, I, I don't really see him in that scene as being the villain. I He's just, again, having a bad day like, like everyone does. Um, yeah. The, they just the stress gets a hold of them gets mm-hmm. the best of them so um yeah I, and then of course i think one of the other big themes in the in the movie is captivity versus the wild and safety versus freedom mm-hmm. um and there's let's talk about the, i think one of the the big scenes in the movie is the escape so yes. i think we need to talk about that there there's basically a part where it's really great how they do it. Dude, let's, we haven't even talked about the security guard yet. Costello. He, other than Bob, he's my favorite character as far as like laughs go. Um, he, (laughs) what a moron. (laughs) He's a security guard who has one job. His one job is to keep the animals in and keep other animals out. Right. (laughs) And he sucks at both of them. Yeah. Dude, it's so great. Every time Max sees Bob in the same cages, because he's basically like lives in Ivan's cage. Yeah. And the Costello's uh, jo- job literally is to keep Bob out <laughs> and keep Ivan in. And you can't even do that. Um, and it, there's such a great part where like, he's the only one that's, that's in the room when all the animals escape and he, he calls Mac on the phone. Mike's Max already at home or whatever. And he's like, he's like, all right, the good news is I'm safe. I'm okay. <laughs> I'm, I'm in Ivan's cage. I'm locked inside of Ivan's cage and I can't get out, but don't worry about me. I'm okay. But yeah, all the animals are gone. <laughs> and then, and then the very next scene he's talking to George, which is Julia's dad. Mm-hmm. And he's, he's just like, yeah, I fired him. <laughs> so I really liked his character, but yeah. But I mean, uh, I think we got to talk about the promise that Ivan makes to Stella because that kind of yeah. sets up uh, the escape because um, you find out that Stella just isn't well. Um, there's something wrong with her uh, her feet. I don't know what. Yeah, I, they didn't really explain it very well. She she does at one point talk about how like I just don't have the energy yeah. that I used to have. So you assume she's probably like getting old or something like that. And so she just, uh, Ivan makes the promise that he'll, he's going to get Ruby to freedom and give Ruby a great life, Mm -hmm. not in captivity. And so that kind of sets up the escape. Yeah. Ruby almost, it's not literal, but it almost becomes like a daughter of Stella's. Yes. Um, they, they have a mother daughter relationship. And when she dies, that's really the turning point for the movie. Um, 
again, it, it was not, it wasn't enough for me. Like I, I wasn't convinced that they could go from, we love the circus. Yay. We love Mac. We love how getting food, three meals a day. Like th- from that to, we got to get out of here. So, and it was literally the only, the only transition point was Stella's death. And I, I as, as mean, as meaningful and as, heartbreaking as that was for the animals i didn't i didn't quite buy that it was enough for them to like want to get it out of dodge so mm-hmm. that that part was a little weak to me as far as the plot but um but yeah when stella dies that becomes the ivan keeps looking over at, at ruby and ruby almost doesn't have anything i don't, I don't want to say to, to live for that's a little extreme but like she she definitely lo- loses heart doesn't want to mm-hmm. perform she they can barely even get her to come out in, into the circus ring yeah. she doesn't want to go without stella and she's asking all these stories about, tell me about the wild, tell me about the wild, tell me about the wild, to the point where Evan's just like, you need to, you need to be there. Like you mm-hmm. just, you just need to. The, I'm gonna, if anything, I'm gonna do this for you. In fact, when the breakout first happens, he's only taking Ruby. Yeah, he, he's leaving all the other animals in their cages, and I think it's maybe Bob. This is like, hey, are you, is are you gonna grab get all these other guys or just? is just going to be you and Ruby. And so, yeah, he's like, okay, yeah, I guess everyone should be free. And so mm-hmm. they all just kind of go out, but it is not, um, there's not a strong reason for them to leave other than just to get Ruby out. And then once they all get out, they're all really excited about it. But then they very quickly, like almost immediately run into Mac. And then he says, Hey, you're not safe out here. I got to get you home. And then that's it. That's yeah. all of it. So, um, kind of a weird, it, it's, it's, it speaks to the themes of the movie about, captivity versus safety or versus um not being safe and stuff like that but it i I think how they got there and how they came out of it i think it seemed rushed and not like ill thought out um to me but yeah they definitely spent uh much more time on the first half of the movie than the second half which you almost feel like the escape should have been more uh covered yeah, than I agree. other stuff that they covered in the first three fourths of the movie. Yeah, yeah, I agree. It, it took a long time. It was probably forty minutes, maybe more, to yeah. even get to the escape. And there were there were some moments where I was just like, I was touch and go there. <laughs> I was like starting to kind of tune out. Yeah, a little bit. And once once we got to the escape, and then every uh, the aftermath of that, and and Ivan's almost depression, and how he goes into like artist super artsy mode and stuff mm-hmm. like that. That's when I felt like the, the movie was starting to pick up and actually kind of go at a pretty good clip, but it took a long time to get there. Yeah. Um, definitely. I, I, I agree with you. I think they front loaded the movie a little bit too heavy. Yeah. Um, and, um, I joke about this. Um, I literally took a nap yesterday before <laughs> I watched this movie. And if I want to take a nap, I probably would have fell asleep. Yeah. I, I buy that. Yeah, I watched this late at night last night. And I was getting pretty sleepy yeah. in some parts. So, um, yeah, uh, yeah, I, I, I just, I, I liked the, the, the yearning to be free, like to be out into the wilds. But I, I felt like all that came way too late in the movie. Oh, yeah. Like I, I wanted to see that earlier. Um, yeah, if, if, mean, if you're gonna make that the premise of the movie, like state it at least in the first twenty minutes, and they, they never did. So. I mean, I would say that the preview was very misleading. Oh yeah, for sure. <laughs> I thought it was going to be all about an escape. Yeah. So, um, let's see. Just like, maybe some key lines uh, here and there. Uh, some ones that I wrote down was, um, 
I, I love Ruby's innocence and she's just such a cute character. When they first leave the mall, she's presumably like been born in captivity is kind of the sense yeah. I got. Mm-hmm. Uh, so she's never seen like the outside and they leave the mall and she sees all the stars and the open par- parking lot and the, the, the trees beyond the street and everything. And she goes, it's so big out here. And I just smiled so big when I heard that I was like, Oh, that is so precious. Like yeah. that she like, she's never seen that kind of space before. Um, and it's obviously a heartbreaking st- standpoint from a human perspective, but also like heartwarming from mm-hmm. an animal's perspective. So I thought that was really good. Um, I do like when Max says, you're not safe out here. Come on, let's go home. Um, because for him, it, it, captivity is all about safety. It's not about freedom. Yeah. You know, um, again, not saying he's a bad, bad guy. I'm just saying that's where he, where he's coming from. Um, yeah. Cause I mean, deep down he does have, you feel like he does have the best interests for them. Yeah. Uh, I really liked the drawing scenes when you, when you get to see Ivan drawing, you get to see him do it as a little kid, like his little baby with mud, but he's like, he's at the beginning of the movie. You're like, this guy's not very good at drawing because he, he tries to draw a beetle, a beetle. (laughs) It's obviously a beetle, right? Oh yeah, definitely. Bob Bob says it's like, like a lonely haystack or something like that. (laughs) Whatever he says. And you're like, okay, he's not very good at drawing. And so then obviously the big reveal, like the big like, whoa moment um, towards the end of the movie is when he creates this canvas, like on this glass. Mm-hmm. And it's one of those moments where the, he, you know, um, Cranston's uh, Mac is is supposed to say, the one and only Ivan. And then they pull the curtain back and it's like, everyone like gasps because they they think he's just going to draw like a tiny little drawing, like mm-hmm. of, you know, a tree or something like that. He draws this massive forest. And then that's the moment the news is covering it. It's like this big spectacle. And at that moment, it's like the whole he world wants to be free. Yeah. The whole world realizes this is where he wants to be. And that is, that idea is set up so beautifully because of Julia's character, because right he before wants that to be where the people are. Yeah. <laughs> no, <laughs> she I'm wants just to, kidding. he wants yeah. to see them dancing, um, <laughs> walking around on those. What do you call them again? Um, but, uh, she sets it up so beautifully that scene because she's, she's looking at him through the glass and is saying, she's talking about how, why she draws. Mm-hmm. And she says, I, I draw things the way I wish they could be. And that's so, that's so awesome. Like, um, she's, it's not covered in depth, but she mm-hmm. has a sick mother, right? Yep. So like she draws herself, her father, George and her mother, like, like running through the, and being happy yeah. and like isn't there one part where she draws her in like a swimsuit and they're yeah. like on the beach having a great time yeah yeah and i thought that was really special and touching like that that is the reason that's what gets her excited about her art is to draw things she she almost feels like if she draws it it will like will it into into existence yeah. and so when Ivan does his big moments at the circus. Literally the first thing out of her mouth is like, this is, I mean, I don't know if it's the first thing, but like one of the first things she says is that he's drawing the way he wants the world to be. He wants mm-hmm. to be free. Like she immediately knows why he's doing drawing the yeah. way he's drawing. So, um, I thought that was pretty cool. Yeah. Um, Julia says, Ivan should be free dad. Um, the crowds are saying free Ivan, free Ivan, free Ivan kind of picketing the the scene, which is I think really impactful to watch. And then there's um, a really touching scene between 
Mac and Ivan at the very end. And this is where, you know, he's definitely not the villain. He actually loves Ivan with all of his heart. He, uh, has this touching moment that's actually like part of the screenshot of the movie where he goes face to face with Ivan, like puts his head up against Ivan's head. They Mm -hmm. obviously love each other. He says, good luck kid. I'm going to miss you, Ivan. And then turns around and walks away. And so, you know, um, you know, it's not touching enough to cry. I, I, I don't know if you, if you cried during that scene, I'm, I'm not trying to make fun of you. I'm just saying like, <laughs> it, it, it's supposed to be a very touching moment. Um, but I think the most thing I, the most that I got out of it was just like, you know, this has been a friend of his, his entire life for the last 30 years or whatever. And obviously he wants what he wants Ivan to be happy and to get what he really wants, which is to be free, mm-hmm. but he's also going to miss him in the process. So, um, Okay, so did you know that it was a zoo at the very end? Or did you think he was out in the wild? I thought he was in the wild. Uh, yeah, I mean. Because he leaves a building, which, okay, so he leaves, leaves a building that goes out to like where trees are. So I, I, could, I guess I, I could see how someone would just assume it's a zoo. It's, <laughs> they made a, a big deal the entire movie about how they're going out to the wild. Yeah. And then the movie ends and they're still in captivity. Exactly. Right? Mm-hmm. Am I missing something? I don't think so, really. Because <laughs> then it, they play like the real life clips and they're definitely in a zoo. Yeah. The, <laughs> the true story that this movie is based on ends with, basically this, with a zoo. exchanges... I mean, basically, his cage, he's still in a cage, but now he has trees to go along with his toys. <laughs> but they, they spin it as like a, like a huge upgrade for him when they use the word acres. Yeah. They say, like he has acres of, of land to roam around in. <laughs> At the end of the day, he's, he's still in a cage. Like it's just, it's, it's a cage, a very large and cage. people are still coming to see him. Yeah. Like they, you actually see Julia and Mac and George like show up and like, Oh, he look at how happy he looks and everything. I'm like, um, yeah, I'm, I'm sure he's happier, but like, this isn't really what he wanted. Right. No, <laughs> I was laughing at the end of the movie because, um, I, it was, it was just a, a, a gut punch of like, that's not where I thought this was headed. Like I, I thought they were literally going to release him to like to an African jungle back to Africa. <laughs> So, or like some sort of like African savanna that's like controlled, yeah, or something like that. But no, he goes to Atlanta in a zoo. Yeah, uh, that was a weird one, man. I like I know they're trying to base this on a, on a on a real life story. Again, how 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 much can you really do that when it's about animals? But like Ivan is so happy. <laughs> they made this movie about him. <laughs> like you don't even know. Yeah. No, I, I bet he was the first one to watch it. Um, he probably consulted on set. Oh yeah. For, for the, the gorilla that played Ivan. That didn't really happen. No, <laughs> of course not. But I, I did find it interesting that they, they stuck to their guns so much as to like not change that part of it. Mm-hmm. I definitely, it's based on right. Like they don't have to get everything exactly right from the true story. I definitely would have ended this movie with him going back to the wild. (laughs) Yeah. And like having Ruby go, like go to the forest in Africa for the first time. Um, this is the forest. (laughs) That was such a strange ending for me. Um, I don't know. I just, I thought it was really bizarre and almost, um, 
I don't want to say insensitive. It sounds like I'm taking this really seriously and I'm not, but like it, it does seem a little insensitive, like to make the whole movie about going to the wild and then not even release them to the wild <laughs> at the end. But, um, I don't know. Maybe I'm the only one that, that came across that way. It seems like it struck you that way as well. Oh, yeah. But, I mean, based on a true story could be anything. And I they mean, could definitely change the ending. Ivan could fly. Yeah. Based on a true story. Yeah. Like Dumbo. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> Come see the the world's uh, first uh, or uh, flying flying gorilla, (laughs) flying ape. (laughs) So I mean, they fly in the Wizard of Oz, and isn't that based on true stories? Yeah, (laughs) absolutely. I I think every movie that's ever been made is is based on a true story. Definitely. Um, the 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 last line in the movie literally is Ivan looking up to the heavens and saying, "She's here, Stella. She's free." He's talking about Ruby, like, but she's not. She's not free. She's in the zoo. <laughs> she's in the Atlanta Zoo. I don't know. It was it was it was a weird ending, I think, for for a movie that was all about uh, freeing animals because they're not free at the end of the movie. Uh, I thought that was super bizarre. Um. Okay, I I don't know that I have a whole lot more to say about the movie. Do you, do you have some other no. scenes or things that we kind of skipped over? Not really. I mean, I'd say. The big scene is the escape last five minutes. And uh, other than that, I mean, I'd say this movie's pretty forgettable. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. I, I, I will definitely forget this movie in a few months. The, we talked to, uh, briefly about the, the rabbit that is basically tied to his truck. Like he never leaves that truck. <laughs> and, and it was definitely funny. But I also had like a serious thought on that scene too because like – he refused to leave it behind. There's a car barreling down to, to kill him yep. and he refuses to leave the truck because it's like all he's ever known. And I, I thought that was actually kind of like a, a neat commentary on, on kind of where the animals were like they, they, these are wild animals. Like it, uh, mm-hmm. Bob makes a comment of like, you know, Oh, I'll, I'll be fine. Don't worry about me. I'm a domesticated animal, but like gorillas aren't, I mean, they can be domesticated, <laughs> but like they're not meant to be domesticated animals. Yeah. These are wild animals. And, and uh, this, you know, this bunny obviously is is very easily domesticated, but like, is is so trained to like his entire life, he has to be touching that truck at all right times. They're fire truck. Yeah, they're begging him like, leave the truck, come over here, like get off the road, and he refuses to do it because he like he just cannot leave behind his like comfort yeah object. So I thought that was kind of interesting. So um, let's just put it this way. This movie will not be in my top 10 when we talk about our top 10 things on Disney Plus no. in a couple of weeks. We are going to do that's a teaser for a few weeks from now. We're going to do, a, uh, we're kind of compiling a list right now. We're going to have Caitlin back on. Hopefully, all three of us will talk about it. But we're going to do, look at all the movies that are available on Disney Plus. Just movies, right? Or yes. Two, okay. Just movies. Just movies on Disney Plus and pick our top 10. Uh, all genres overall like it could be a movie from the 50s 60s or now um so you're you're saying spoiler alert this movie's not in your top 10 yeah okay. i know i know it's a big shocker for those of you out there but <laughs> yeah three out of five is probably not in your top 10 yeah um yeah i i it's one i i before we hit record i, I mentioned to you and i think i stick stick by it even after hashing the movie out that it's a movie i'm glad i saw just because mm-hmm. i think the themes are are are, I, th- I think are worth thinking about and yeah. worth pondering over and watching play out before you. But I, I won't ever watch this movie again. I don't so. think I will either. 
maybe if, if Jordan wants to watch it in a few years, she's old enough to watch it. I'm, I might sit down and watch part of it, but and um, I could honestly see this being a movie that you know Disney's just like, you know, I don't think many people are watching this on Disney Plus. I could I could see this literally being a movie that ends up being off of Disney Plus. Oh, like available elsewhere. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, interesting. Um, it's it's a huge cast. Like, oh yeah, Angelina Jolie, Sam Rockwell, Brian Cranston. You hear those names, um, Danny DeVito. It's like, oh man, this is gonna be like an absolute hit, and it it doesn't come across as a hit to me. Um, it's it's one one that I think kids will enjoy, but honestly, like even like eight year olds and ten year olds. I don't see them coming back to this movie over and over again either. There's not like a a character that you love to watch. I think Ivan is is the most is the most um, agreeable. Like yeah. when you watch him, you're just like, oh, I, I love Ivan. He's such a great a great dude. But like as soon as I hit stop at the end of the movie, I, I moved on with my world and didn't really think much about Ivan. Which if any, so. which if anybody in this movie is out there listening to us, <laughs> which I highly doubt, you can come on this podcast. And we will talk about this movie again. We will watch it again. No. no. Oh, okay. Never mind. <laughs> We're not doing that. Unless it's Danny DeVito. <laughs> okay, Danny DeVito, if you're listening to this and you want to talk about this movie, we will interview you about your role as Bob and then never talk about this movie ever again. Sounds great. Okay. All right. It's a deal. Uh, what else are you watching on Disney Plus? Do you uh, uh, queue up anything this week? Not a whole lot. Um We've started school again, so we've been like super busy. Um, This honestly was probably like, I mean, we might have watched like an episode or two of Ham Montana and continued our journey down that. But uh, other than that, no. Um, But I am super pumped for what is supposedly releasing this Friday. I mean. Oh, yeah. Mulan. Yeah, and, and D2 and D3. Dude, there's a lot of releases this weekend, huh? Yeah, so way to come through on Labor Day weekend, Disney. <laughs> Thank you. We yeah. salute you. Yeah, exactly. Um, I am super, super pumped for Mulan. Um, yeah. That's going to be our next episode. Uh, supposed to release on Friday mm-hmm. as we record this, this Friday. Uh, we're recording this on Monday night before it releases. And uh, we kind of talked a little bit before we hit record, but I... I'm very excited for um, Black Widow. Um, mm-hmm. It's coming out later this year in November. And A Tenant is coming out this next, I think this week. Um, yeah. Actually, the same weekend as Milan. It's crazy. But I'm very excited for to see that Christopher Nolan movie. But honestly, of the three movies I just mentioned, I might be the most excited about Mulan. And I think if, if you'd asked me that a year ago, I would have been like, you're crazy. Like, oh, yeah. I'm not going to be that excited about a princess movie. But this movie doesn't look like a princess movie in any way, no. shape, or form. There's a new witch character that looks awesome that wasn't in the original movie. Um, the crouching tiger hidden dragon-ness of it, the uh, martial arts and almost kind of you know ninja kind of you know yeah. fight scenes and stuff. And then in the trailer they show the huge avalanche scene it looks mass this massive war battle playing out i was like dude bring it on this this thing looks awesome so I, i'll be very depressed if the movie sucks but i'm really counting on it being like a huge hit yeah. for disney we'll so. see if it jumps into any of our top 10 after we watch it 
it's yeah. a possibility. I think it's a real possibility for me. I, I'm that much hyped for it. So, and I honestly, I don't know that I would have been that hyped had I not just watched the original. Go back and mm-hmm. listen to that episode. Jack and I watched the original Mulan and, and talked about it, um, the original animated movie. But um, having watched that recently, earlier this year, and then seeing the live action look just so awesome in the trailers. I'm just super pumped for it. I know it's yeah. one one that I will not show Jordan for many many years to come. I'm sure it's very violent, but I'm ready for that man. Um, I can't, yeah. I can't wait to see what they do with it. So I think the the best Lion King got got um, panned so much by critics because it essentially was literally shot for shot the original mm-hmm. Lion, Lion King, and people were like, no, like that that's not why we come to these remakes. Like do something new. Aladdin did something new with yeah. with that story added new characters, added new plot points, mm-hmm. um, plot story arcs, um, you know, change the the setting and Jasmine's character. And, you know, Abu doesn't speak now and there's no, um, the, the bird character, Iago. Iago. Like they, they made so many changes to that movie and they were all awesome. Like I yeah. love that movie so much. I, I'm just, I'm, I'm excited for them to do more of that than more of Lion King. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, uh, and it looks like they're going to, with yeah. this one. So I'm excited. Um, I have been watching something on, on Disney plus. I can't say that for the last few weeks. Um, cause I've been very, very busy, but, uh, even though I was very extremely busy this last week, I actually did find time to watch one thing. Uh, I watched the first episode and a half, which will tell you everything about how I felt about it of Muppets now. Hmm. So it's the new, uh, original 2020 content of Muppets. Okay. Um, it's a six episode limited run there. The episodes are your typical, 30 minute, you know, without commercials is like 22 minutes of of an an episode six times over. They've done, they've released five. I think six is out this week. So by the time maybe even that you're listening to this, you can watch all six. Um, I watched the first episode. I was, I was very underwhelmed. I watched the first half of the second episode thinking, Oh, well maybe they just had a bad outing (laughs) with the first episode and this the second episode in my opinion was even worse so uh i i went online and i I was like am i the only one that feels this way like does everyone love muppets now is it just me it's not just me there are lots of reviews out there of people really being negative on it the most positive things i could find were statements like it's fine it's enjoyable i brought a smile to my face but no one's saying that they laughed out loud watching the show um in my opinion it's borderline bad I don't know that I, w- I would say awful, but it's at the very best. I would say it is a okay use of your time. Like it's not not entertaining, but it is in in at its worst, it's bad. Like there are some seg- segments in the show that are just flat bad. So poorly written, not funny. Um, here's the other. This is the only other thing I want to say about it because uh, it's it's really not worth your time. Kermit's voice. So there's a new there's a new voice actor that's voicing Kermit, and to say that he sounds nothing like Kermit, I think is a little <laughs> too far. Some people are saying like, oh, he doesn't sound like Kermit at all. I think he kind of sounds like Kermit, but then there's the other half that sounds nothing like Kermit, and it is jarring, man. <laughs> like it's t- I test me in this if you, you watch watch like ten minutes of the first episode and tell me he doesn't like that he sounds exactly like Kermit. I dare you. He, you will not say that. Um, so. If you grew up watching Muppets, this might not be the Muppet show for you. <laughs> and I I don't want to say like I hope they recast or whatever. I, I would never like will someone out of a job. But um, the, the guy that plays Kermit, I think does a fine job of like 
exemplifying his character. Like he's very, he's very like, you know, um, innocent and just fun loving and, Mm -hmm. you know, gets picked on all the time, but just carries on. Like he has all the same characters you would characteristics of Kermit. And I think he nails all of them, but his voice, he's just trying to go for the Kermit, you know, Kermit the frog kind of voice. Kermit the frog. (laughs) And, and he just doesn't nail it. And like when you see, comments online of people saying like i could do a better kermit <laughs> impression than this guy you know it's pretty bad so um yeah unless you just absolutely love the muppets and if you do you probably have already watched the episodes and i'm not convincing anyone right now to do so um i would say maybe stay away from that one it's not one that i'm not going to watch the rest of the episodes of, yeah. of that show so um, um, it's too bad. It's it's another original to Disney Plus property. That, that'd be a hard pass for me. Um, you probably didn't grow up with Muppets. No, not really. So I think I'll definitely pass on that one. <laughs> and it's not even like, um, like even Sesame Street has like bigger like human guests. Yeah. It, it, if you've ever seen Muppets, you know that they always have a celebrity on mm-hmm. every episode. They had a couple... I'm going to put in quotes celebrities on the first couple episodes. One of them was RuPaul. Um, so like, okay. you know, he's much been a much bigger celebrity in the years past than he is now. And then the other guy was um, a guy I'm sure a lot of people know, but I had never heard of. So these aren't like, you know, like Sandra Bullock's not on the, on the Muppets now show. Like it's, it's not like a list Brad Pitt kind of actors. It's, it's like your B list, maybe C list kind of actors. And there's just not anything to like, to gravitate you to the show. Yeah. Unfortunately, I don't know what happens in episodes three through six. Maybe Brad Pitt is on episode four. Maybe it just I seriously gets doubt it. so much better. <laughs> I don't know. Um, I almost watched episode five because it's about, uh, it, oh, okay. <laughs> information technology, uh, which is my career. I, I do that for a living. So I almost watched that one and I might go back and watch it, but, um, boy, there are some segments in the show that are absolutely skippable. Just hit the fast yeah. forward button. So, um, anyway, uh- I don't think you sold me on that show. <laughs> I wasn't trying to. Um, yeah, I, I finally have something to talk about on what else have you been watching, and it's a terrible show. So yeah, it's not terrible. It's just not good. Um, anyway, so uh, next week on the show, we've already said it, it's going to be Mulan. Mm-hmm. Uh, cannot wait to talk about that. Um, so that'll be out uh, in your feed next weekend sometime. Yeah, uh, we have some exciting things. I I feel yeah. like coming down the pipe. Um, because we've talked about Pirates of the Caribbean. Do you uh, want to do you want to do that for the week after? Yeah, Mulan. Okay, so there, there's your next few weeks, next three weeks of of show. Um, this next episode that you get in your feed is going to be Mulan. The week after that, we're going to do Pirates Five. That's I don't know yep. what's the full title. Dead Man Tells No Tales. Dead Man Tell No Tales. Yeah. Okay, I've not watched it yet. Have you mm-hmm. seen it before? Yeah, I've seen it. I saw it in theaters. Uh, okay, the drive-in, I believe. Um, I am a fan of the franchise. I've, oh, yeah. I've seen all four of the other ones. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I legitimately like them. I, I've seen, I've probably seen the first one like four times at least. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I, I love Jack Sparrow. I love those characters, all the characters. Um, yeah. Orlando Bloom, all, all the characters are really good. But um, I, I don't know. The, the fifth one came out. Um, I didn't hear the greatest things. And people were saying, oh, it's just more pirates. Like, but it's been so long since I've seen a Pirates of the Caribbean movie that. I, I like. I feel like I'm ready to watch the fifth one now. Yeah. Um. So I'm actually kind of tentatively excited for it. Um. Who knows if it's going to be good or not? I'm, I've been staying away from reviews because I don't want it to color my opinion. Um. So that's the next. That's two weeks from now, and then uh, third episode that you'll see after today is top ten. So yeah, we're gonna I'm do super excited for that. Yeah, it's top gonna 10. be a good one. 
top 10 all movies on Disney Plus. There's probably like 200 movies on the service, so narrowing it down to just 10 yeah. is going to be interesting. And Caitlin's favorite is the one only Ivan. Great. Spoiler alert. I can't wait to hear that. I don't think she's seen it yet. <laughs> so, um, all right. So that's that's uh, your homework assignment for next week is obviously to watch Mulan. Yeah. I know it's, it's 30 bucks. Not everyone's going to want to pay that. I totally get that. Uh, we'll have the episode up by next week. If you, you know, stick it out, stick to your guns and don't watch it for two or three months and then watch it for free. Which when, it, they did say it'll be on for free in December. Oh, December. They did announce that. I didn't see that. December like 4th or something like that. Okay. So if you can wait three months, yeah. um, then keep our keep this episode, the next week's episode in your yeah. feed. Uh, wait the three months, watch the movie, and then come back and listen to our review. It'll be an evergreen episode. I'm sure everything we say will be just as true in December. So Oh, yeah. Um, so, yeah, but uh, we are going to pony up the 30 bucks and watch it. And um, at the very least... Uh, here's here's my here's my promise for next week. I'm going to write this down to make sure that I uh, stay true to it. We will make the first like five or ten minutes of the discussion spoiler free, so people Sounds can good. people can kind of get a sense for like is this a movie that I would enjoy yeah. or not, uh, and then we'll move into spoilers. We'll let you know when we're, we're going to do that. So that's that's the plan for next week. Some spoiler free discussion. Hey, is this movie worth your time? And then we'll get into all the spoiler stuff for people who have actually had a chance to see it. Yeah, it so. could be a sing along episode. No. Yeah. Probably not. Maybe. Oh, I would love that. Um, can we can we just sing all the tunes from Mulan? Oh, yeah. I'm sure the audience would love to hear me <laughs> sing. <laughs> We're going to make a man out of you. Oh, yeah. Grant. Um, cool. All right. Well, we'll see you next week for Mulan Talk. Yep. See you then.